the Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, Mike Z here, author of the Cannabis Business Book, and you're listening to the Cannabis Business Coach Podcast, where I chat with and coach the highest performing entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry. Hi, Mike Z is, hi, Mike Z is, hi, Mike Z is, the Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, Mike Z here, and on this week's episode of the Cannabis Business Coach Podcast, I have a very exciting guest. I'm honored to have the one and only Adam Levin, the executive chairman of High Times Magazine. Have you heard of High Times? You know, they're, they're, they've been in cannabis for a minute, but I'm so excited to have you here, Adam. Can you do me a favor and just introduce yourself to the folks at home? Yeah, thanks, Mike, for having me today. It's uh, so I'm executive chairman of High Times. I I bought the company a, a little over three years ago and led an investment group that that uh, bought the company from the two original families that have owned it for you know forty plus years. Um, and today, um, you know, are are seeing High Times and and she, you know the shepherd of the High Times brand. And you know, I think over my career, I've I've been a you know, an entrepreneur and, and found myself, you know, founding an education company that found, uh, sold and, and distributed digital technologies into K through 12 classrooms and listed that company on NASDAQ and then, you know, have owned consumer brands such as Girls Gone Wild and um, saw that and, uh, you know, kind of that was unique. And after Joe Francis's, you know, bought that out of his bankruptcy, but I've really found different media properties that uh, kind of been around media properties that have, you know, shifted or pivoted in, in, in nature pretty much my whole career. Wow, amazing. I had no idea that you owned Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm not going to get into that, but that's, that amuses me greatly. Um, so, Adam, how, how or why did you decide to get into cannabis? How did you decide to purchase High Times? So, I've loved cannabis uh, and been around the plant pretty much, you know, since um, my early days in high school and, you know, from consuming it to understanding the medical benefits, uh, was an early patient in, in the early California days. And, and, you know, when there weren't barely really, you know, dispensaries in Southern California and, you know, there was few doctors writing recommendations. Um, I, 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 I sought, I, I sought, I sought it out pretty early on and, you know, candidly wasn't involved on a professional basis other than, you know, possibly like investing with some friends and some different types of um, opportunities um, privately, but, you know, kind of was chasing, chasing deals and being an entrepreneur and came across it, had owned a chain of uh, fast food restaurants and had just sold it and, you know, got introduced to Matt Stang and, and, and the rest is history. Awesome. So, so it sounds like you were looking to get into cannabis in a in a bigger way, and you know some it was just meeting Matt that led to. Yeah, no, I I I was always chasing opportunities, and so you talk about you know Boxlight, which is the company, the technology company, or or Girls Gone Wild, or any of the other consumer brands that we that we made investments in, and eventually either you know transacted with. But when I saw High Times, I thought it was this. And, and still believe that it was this, you know, 100 pound gorilla 
and that there was nothing like high times. And I remember kind of saying like, there's no chance talking to my brother and my brother had like linked in with this, um, with Larry Linetsky at the time. And he's been like high times. And so, you know, being the, the entrepreneur who always had a bong on his desk or, or, or like that, you know, like having, having the ability to, to be involved and get involved in high times was, was like, you know, would have never been able to tell, you know, tell my 18 year old self that, you know, 20 years later, I would have had the opportunity to, to get involved with high times. It was like a dream come true. So I remember, I can still tell you when I was writing the term sheet for the first offer to send Matt and the other investors. And, and uh, at the time I was like, oh, this isn't going to happen, but I'll throw it out there and, you know, we'll see. And, uh, you know, look, three years later, look where we are. That's amazing. That's awesome. Cool. And so you, you suggested it. I, I, I think I said it, but, you know, my opinion is there's no brand in the cannabis industry with the stature of high times. I, I mean, you could argue that, right? That's subjective, but I just don't know anyone that has the name recognition and the ethos and the legacy that high times has. And so I'm curious, you know, you, you said being the shepherd of that brand, what's it like being responsible for, for a brand that has, you know, that legacy and all that history and, and means so much to the cannabis world. So it means a lot to, it means a lot to a lot of people out there and, and, you know, has pushed for legalization for 40 plus years and, and is fighting for criminal justice today and still fighting for legalization, but, um, and doing what we can, but at the end of the, you know, but the brand has to evolve as well. And so there's always, there's, there's a responsibility that comes with it, but where you also have to, you know, see the brand evolve for, so that you can maintain its position and stature um, and its legacy. But you also, you know, there's a fine line in saying, hey, you also want to stay true to, to the roots and, 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 you know, where it's, its legacy and where it stood from. And, and there's, a, there's a fine line. And I'm sure many people think that, uh, you know, We'll do. We'll we'll second judge decisions that we'll make, and I've heard publicly people second second guess these some of the decisions. But uh, I I see I see it. It's an it's an amazing honor and one that I don't take lightly. Um, and, and still, uh, you know, no matter what the pressure or the stakes, I I still love the opportunity, love the brand, love its heritage, and love all the personalities that have been associated with them. Uh, you know, the past 40 plus years, and there's definitely personalities. <laughs> no shortage of, of personalities in the cannabis world. So as a quick follow-up to that, I, I, I'm wondering, you know, there are a lot of high times haters out there. And, you know, I can only imagine having to be in your position where you're constantly being scrutinized by people who, you know, more often than not have no idea what they're talking about. And so I'm just wondering for, for the entrepreneurs who, who might be listening to this or watching, you know, what advice do you have to, to kind of ignore, like how, how does one ignore all that noise and stay focused? It's hard and challenging at times. I think that's fair. And I, I don't think I appreciated the 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 level of scrutiny until like maybe my first week 
when into into um, acquiring high times when like Matt and his wife Jackie, who Jack, you know, that were both very involved in in the business when when we acquired it, um, said uh, like showed me a meme of, and it was like Matt staying in some boardroom, and I might have been in the meme, and um, and I was just like, who who has time to do this? And like I understand the value that that uh and you know vader had done this meme and there was this like you know trolls and this and back and forth into you know high crimes and this and and you know there's there's a few different ways like a you can always understand you know there's the perspective you know everyone throws throws you know throws whatever they do at the king and you know the that high times has had it's it's positioning for 45 years and people know high times and everything that you said about the brand that it is like, you know, this, you know, cannabis culture and, and, and the cannabis legacy sometimes has, you know, there's naysayers about high times and it could be the events business. It could be this, it could be, I, I, I don't necessarily always understand it. And, um, you know, I think especially from some other media companies, like we get a tough time and I just don't, get it but at the other at the other end of the stick and it's this double-edged sword that i've i talk about when we talk to prospective partners or, or employees or part you know it's it's we've also done the most successful reggae plus in history and as far as number of shareholders and so that comes from a name and branding recognition and understanding where the brand can go so every single one of those investors or almost everyone has visioned what high times the the retail store could be or what high times the product and how it speaks to them. And so for all of the people that talk about it and for all of the people that tell the story about high times and high times this, it's because it's relevant. And there's a relevancy that the same reason that you want to do a podcast with high times um, and, and for every other media journalist, if they want to call themselves, wants to write about it, it's, it's relevant and people want to read it. And so it's, it's, there, there's, there's, you know, both sides of that and they, they all play into each other. And so you kind of do have to shut it off sometimes. I, I can't lie and say like, you can't look at everything and guess what? It all gets sent to me no matter what. So I see it from a million different sources, but like at the end of the day, you, uh, you need to, you know, you need to put blinders on a little bit. You want to be open to it because because you are a lifestyle brand and you do need to cater and this is your customer and this is your consumer and it is your, it, it is your tribe. And so you want to be relevant you want to be authentic and you want, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm a person who wants to be liked. I think it's human nature and you know, this is, this is my business and this is, this is, I guess, not only my business, it's our business together as a community because it is a brand that, that relevant, that is relevant and so important to so many people. And I think you tapped on that, you know, earlier and, and said that, and, and it's, it's so true. So all of that plays in. And so, you know, I think for the most part, it's all healthy and relevant. And then there's all the lies and, you know, you have, you know, we, we bought an asset, this, this uh, brand, we bought Chalice and you have, you know, Dougie who's talking about this shit and this shit and just spreading lies. And, and, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's, it's, you got to put the blinders on. We're building, you know, we're building something that I think is so different than anything else out there. And um, I'm excited about our future, more excited than I've ever been and, and excited about the roadmap that we're on.
and we do have hurdles and we do have obstacles that we'll get have to get through but i i i believe we know where we're going and and we know what we have to do to get there awesome so along those lines i'm wondering if you could speak a little to that roadmap or the vision for what does high times look like in the future, whether that's a year from now or 10 years from now? I'm limited to what I can say sure. because of public disclosure and you know public reporting and whatnot. But so we've announced this deal with Red, White, and Blue, RWB. And you know, they're one of the largest operators in the Midwest, largest presence in, in Michigan with you know more than 20% of the market share today. And we we signed a deal with them that we'll see all of their stores branded as high stores in the Michigan area, okay? In addition, they secured the license for Illinois and Florida, Illinois and Florida, um, for Arda, for High Times branded products, High Times branded um, retail establishments. And so if, if they win licenses, they'll brand them as High Times in Illinois or Florida um, over the next 12 months. So that's, that's really exciting. And so right there from through that partnership, you have 18 planned and operational stores. Now in, in California, we bought, you know, two stores in, in Northern California and Lake Shasta and Redding. And then we've done, you know, we, we uh, did a transaction with Harvest that picked up the, you know, the have a hard stores and some other Harvest assets. And that, that's been much talked about there. So, you know, that's another 10 stores, assuming we get them all built and whatnot. And about half of them are, you know, at different stages. So, um, you know, we'll probably get most of them built to be candid. And, and it's probably, you know, um, but uh, we're confident, we, we, we know where we're going there. And that'll make us one of the largest, not the largest, I don't think, but one of the largest operators, especially branded. You know, there's probably a few operators that we all don't know of that on here that all under different brands, but one of the largest branded operational platforms in California, okay? And then you take the High Times brand and we're looking at markets where we wanna go into products and take these products, you know, that we, we brought Peter Horvath on who, you know, Peter had previously worked at L Brands, the Limited, and probably one of the largest visionary minds in, in, in retail, like one of the, you know, top visionaries in retail, and then had a short stint at GGB, at, at Green Growth Brands, and that was a, a, a failure, candidly. Um, but I think, really, when you look at um, what they did and what that team did, and we've been able to pick up Peter, and I think it's a coup to say, like, we hired Peter Horvath when we want to go into retail and you know you pick someone of that caliber up with this brand and this name recognition and and you have this licensing deal this planned and operational stores so that's 30 stores about okay and we haven't even and that's just the last 6 months during covid and you know that's 60 that's 30 stores that will be open you know call it the next 9 months okay and we're looking at other opportunities. Um, this is an exciting brand when you look at the growth. No one's seeing this grant. No one's talking about that, okay? And so I don't get it. I'm excited to tell that story as, as the story, you know, as, as the story um, progresses. And we're keeping our hand, you know, just back to what you said, how do you, how do you operate with that noise? You keep your eyes down and you keep focused and you, and you keep doing what you're doing because you believe in it. And we know what we're doing and we know, you know, things are working and like, you know, things have taken longer and we're fortunate that things may have taken longer than they did. Like, you know, people want to say, why aren't you public? You talked about this reggae, you did this, 
you know what? The reggae's worked. We have a great shareholder base. We're still, you know, there's so many cannabis companies that aren't in the position. You know, why in the cannabis world are, you know, why are there haters? Why do we, why do we, why do we, why do we cheer on other people's demise? I don't think it's so true in the same, in every industry, in the same regard. And maybe it's that it's so competitive and it's a dog eats dog world. And I get that. And listen, I'm as competitive as they get. So I understand. I don't know if, if, uh, you know, we like where we are today and we're, we're excited about the future. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I think as someone who is a high times fan and is, you know, also competitive, but I want to see just, I think for me, it's important that the high times brand is something that I feel like everyone should get behind just because of the legacy. And I, I just, perhaps I'm more well-versed in cannabis history than the average person, but, you know, I, I have an understanding of just how much, you know, high times paved the way to make this industry even possible today and the, the risks that those guys took. It's amazing. And I don't think, you know, if, if I would have been in those shoes, I would have failed and, and I would have just never been that risk taker. And so I, hats off to them, to, to Tom and, and, and these different personalities that made high times what it is today. And that's what that legacy is. And some of those people are people that are, you know, you, you mentioned starting a new magazine and those are some of the personalities that made high times. There's new personalities and they come and go. And there's been personalities from 20 years ago that we still know today that started at high times. And that's, what's so amazing. And, and, uh, but you know, there's always been these personalities around high times and, and, uh, you know, that's, what's made high times so unique. And uh, I think it's given its its character, its flavor, and I, I I hope we'll give it its character and flavor for for many 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 years to come. So let me ask you, because there has been a lot of controversy in the news about high times, about the IPO, about former employees leaving to go compete or to go to competitors or whatever. And I, I'm I'm curious. No, I'm not going to ask you to comment on any of that stuff. You know, it's if if you want to be my guest, obviously. But what I, I what I want to ask you, I'm happy to comment, just to be very candid. Okay. And New York Post asked me the same questions, and All right. I, I wish them the best. I nice. hope they succeed. I hope. Listen, I think the industry needs more and more people telling the story. I ultimately wish them nothing but the best. It's hard being a media, you know, it's hard being, you know, making money in media these days. It's, 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 it's hard. Um, it's hard making money in business these days with COVID in the world. And I wish everyone the best. Like, do I want to win? Absolutely. But I wish them the best. I don't wish bad on them. And so let me ask you, what's a common misconception about high times or even about the cannabis business or cannabis media? Or all of the above, if you like. What's a common misconception? I don't know. Yeah, like, well, what do most people believe or think about high times? You know, and I, you know the truth is yeah, actually no, different. Stereotypically, like, everyone thinks this high times reader um, is the stereotypical stoner 1970s reader. And, you know, most of the content, first of all, most of our content is digested and, and read online through, through you know, 
any of the different platforms that our content's available on. So whether it be podcasts that we may produce or participate in, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Instagram content and stories and, and whatnot, or, or just the editorial stories that we put out in, in any of our platforms. Um, high times, and, and those readers find through content discovery, through searching through Facebook and Instagram or coming to our website, but most of it's content discovery, as you know, and crawling on Google and, you know, because of the SEO nature and, and so many of, you know, the, the digital attributes that, that High Times is fortunate. When you look at the High Times domain, you know, it predates, it predates Google. And, you know, it's like, you look at, you know, it was like one of the first, you know, 10,000 domains registered .coms or something, you know, crazy like that, or, and uh, maybe 100,000, maybe I'm off, but first, you know, early, early number. And so the domain authority and, and, and the ability that we have from an SEO um, status, when someone discovers our, our content so much easier than candidly, if, if you put out an article or we put out, you know, it's, it's it's discovered so much easier. So, you know, so much of our content is health oriented and CBD content. And it's someone reading about CBD or health and cannabis. And so that stereotypical user that someone's like, oh, I don't want to come to high times. I don't want to advertise because you only target that narrow niche. And is is so, is such a misconception. It's so much broader. And, you know, we, we've bought, you know, we bought dope and we bought culture and we bought green rush daily. And those are all, you know, contributing online today um, and, and contributing traffic. People come to all of these sites for different purposes and for different content and may find our, our, our articles and our, our editorial through those means. So I think that's one of the misconceptions of, of not only High Times, but probably a lot of cannabis content, but specifically High Times because it's, it's been around for so long. Um, and you know, I think as a whole, obviously there's the stereotypes of a cannabis consumer, but I think we're getting past that. And I think you know, you, you look at a cover of high times or you think of, you know, you know, what a cannabis consumer is. It's not the same cannabis consumer that anyone thought it was 20 years ago. And I think MedMen and, you know, their advertisement, you know, their, their advertise uh, campaign that they did about like, you know, grandma stoner, you know, firefighter stoner, um, you know, speaks to that. And, you know, listen, this demographic is, is so broad and you have, you know, People who are asking for products, you know, my aunts and, 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 you know, grandma and, you know, my, my, my grandma's not alive, but my, you know, like my great aunt, who's like my grandma's age, like she wants cannabis products these days. And like, it's so different that people are really not scared to say, Hey, I want them. Or, or, you know, I had a friend who said, Hey, I'm scared to go into a dispensary because of the stigma. And I was like, really today? Like what fucking stigma? And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy that we've crossed so many boundaries and we've come so far. Um, we still have, you know, being deemed essential is, is huge for this industry. Um, but I don't know. The, 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 you, back to your question about the, 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 what's the misconception about high times or, high, you know, cannabis media. It's, you know, that, 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 that consumer is so much broader than one thinks, I think is, is, is my message, you know, my answer to you to take it back is like, literally, it's so much broader. And I think it, it holds true for high times, it holds true for other cannabis media sources and, and, and whatnot, is, is my assumption would be, you know, that we think it's this, but it's, it's so much broader. It's your, 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 your grandparents, your, your teachers, your, 
your your professionals and it's it's everyone wants information and especially people coming to the plant for the first time um to say you know like this is where uh this is what i'm looking for right so to that point not only is it broader than what people think but it's also expanding and it's only going to keep expanding because there's still a ton of people as you mentioned who are just coming to this for the first time and you know they have a lot of fear because of of the propaganda and all of the the stigma of the past they you know they're they're intimidated they're intimidated they don't know where to start and they need that education and and some hand holding to to see that oh okay this isn't so scary uh adam i want to ask you because you've been an entrepreneur for many years and in various industries what advice do you have for entrepreneurs or investors who want to get into cannabis so i wouldn't be scared to get in and just do it and find a way to do it and you know i think that there this is a great timing and timing is everything and you know we're finding ourselves you know you look at the opportunities that we're finding today not only at high times personally but professionally and, and just seeing in the industry those weren't available a year ago or two years ago so go do it, but also do your homework and like, listen, permitting and, and, you know, and, and if you, depending on where you're investing in the cannabis um, ecosystem, you know, do your homework, but like, don't be scared to do things and take risks. And like, you know, I think there's so many of my previous transactions, I've gone all in on so many things. And like, you know, I, 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 I was fortunate that I didn't have that. I, you know, I was comfortable, you know, I didn't have a, uh, family to support. So I could have made some of those choices and, 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 and sacrifices and, and gone all in when I needed to. And, and, um, you know, it's worked out well, fortunately for the most part. Um, but like it's, it's don't be scared to take risks, I think is, is, is the best thing so that I can take from, from my experiences personally. And maybe it's not for everybody. Mm. I would agree with both of those. And then last question before I let you go to your meeting, what what is what's your highest power that has allowed you to succeed? I don't know. Maybe my ADD and like being all over the place and like thinking of like just you know thinking like being scattered in some ways and like free flowing in my thought process. And but I also am fortunate that I have the structure and discipline to kind of rein me in a little bit. And and you know the people I work with and my partners and and uh, but you know, looking at a lot of different opportunities, meeting people. I mean, definitely from strength is, is the connections and the community that I've built and in doing, you know, deals. And I look at, you know, some of the opportunities we're doing today at high times, it's bringing in people from 15 years ago and some of these resources and, and the people, the, the investors that I brought into high times, many of our, are people I've met over the years or friends and family and, and, and uh, you know, um, so I think it's the community that you keep. And, you know, I think that's kind of, I don't know if that's a superpower or, or you know, but it's my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam, I, I, I want to get you to your next meeting on time. So we'll have to do part two at a later date, but I want to thank you for, for dropping in and, and chatting with me and, and sharing some updates and, Absolutely. and, and thank you for modeling that bong hitters hat. I love that hat. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, the bong hitters were a high time softball team that for many years played in, I think it's like the Central Park Softball yeah, League. Media League. Yeah. The Media League with like the Wall Street Journal and yeah. all, all these other guys. 
and uh, you know that's and we're uh, champions. And they were champions. They're that's Very, right. That's, and Michael Sapphire, you know, ruled a kept a good team. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank Adam, you. thank you so much. We'll we'll talk again soon. Okay. Talk to you. Bye bye. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is the cannabis business coach. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is the cannabis business coach.